Welcome, everybody. It's time for another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. So grab your board. We're going to swim out into the sea of ideas and see if we can catch a wave with that uh, wave master himself, Matt Hines. Hey, Matt. Hey, Paul. How we doing? You know, I have to give you credit. Uh-oh. We had a show on a week or two ago, and we started talking baseball, as we often do. And you started talking about the Mets and the mess of the Mets. Yes. And I thought, well, okay, all right, you know, he's being a little exaggerated here, you know. Oh, my God, I'm, I'm looking at the news. They're, they're just falling apart. So you've got to be one of the bit greatest baseball prognosticators I know. When you speak, things happen. <laughs> well, I, I was not predicting the future. I was simply stating the obvious uh, <laughs> from what has happened in the season so far. Um, and, I, look, I'm in a position where, uh, you know, I'm a lifelong Cubs fan. I am a converted Mariners fan now that I've been living <laughs> up in the Seattle North, Pacific Northwest for a while. Both teams doing well. Both teams looking like they might actually be two for two for the playoffs this year. Um, so uh, life is good. We're sitting recording this. We are uh, about halfway through the baseball season, and things are starting to shape up a little bit. And weather warming up, it's a, it's a good time. It's a good well, time. I, don't want you ta- I want you attacking my Minnesota Twins or the Anaheim Angels here. So I, I, I'm not even going to bring them up because – you're going to make some prediction, and then it'll become true here. It's a good or bad thing. I, I think, I think the, the, what I know about the AL Central is that it is pretty much still up for grabs. Uh, you know, there is no team that has really sort of emerged. Everyone's still kind of fuddling with each other, and I think there may be one team in that division, the Royals, that has no chance, and everybody else is right there. So I'm not going to make a prediction if, if, if you're worried about what that means. But I think um, you know if if uh, if the Twins can stay healthy, uh, if if Sato can uh, reclaim his uh, home run swing. <laughs> Uh, they might have a chance. Might have a chance. Okay. Well, I'm going to go while you're talking. I'm going to go Google the term "fuddling" with each other here. So, <laughs> <laughs> I may have made that up. That is entirely possible. Well, yeah. Thanks everyone for joining us on Sales Pipeline Radio, uh, Baseball Season Radio uh, Special Edition. We are here every week at 11:30 uh, Pacific, 2:30 Eastern on Thursdays. Joining you live. I know we got a lot of people to join us live uh, that each week. Uh, thank you very much for doing so. If you're joining us through the podcast, thank you so much for subscribing. It's continues to be very humbling to see the number of people that are catching on to the show and joining us each week uh, on demand on their commutes and during their workouts and everywhere else. And every episode of uh, Sales Pipeline Radio, past, present, and future, can always be found at salespipelineradio.com. We are featuring every week some of the best and brightest minds in B2B sales and marketing. Today is no different. I am really excited to have with us Kevin Eikenberry. He is the chief potential officer for the Kevin Eikenberry Group and the author of the book, The Long Distance Leader, How to Generate how to be a remarkable remote leader. And uh, Kevin, first of all, thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I'm not going to talk baseball. I'm going to stay out. All right. Do you have a team? Do you have a horse in the race? Who's your team? Well, I, I grew up a Reds and a Tigers fan. So you see why I'm staying out? Okay, I got it. Got it. Well, as a Reds fan, uh, yeah. Sorry, for a second there, I thought you said Red Sox. But as a Reds and a Tigers fan, yeah, yeah got it. Let's, we'll avoid that conversation for this year. We'll just um, play right on out. Yep. <laughs> well, thanks again for joining us. Uh, I have been following you for uh, probably my entire time here at Heinz Marketing. You've been an author and a thought leader and someone who's been super influential in the sales space. And uh, talk a little bit about where... First of all, your organization focuses and what, is, what exactly a chief potential officer is. Well, I'll start with the last question first, Matt. Uh, you know, when it's your company, you can call yourself whatever you want. And right. uh, my goal was to have a title that, number one, would be unique, and number two, would would generate conversation. And it, as, as you just 
did prove it again, as, as it always does. And mm-hmm. I really, we are in the business at the Kevin Eikenberry Group of helping uh, leaders and their teams and by definition, their organizations become more successful and reach their potential. So I really do believe that we are in the potential business. So we work with teams in all parts of the business, obviously lots of sales teams and lots of sales leaders, but we, uh, we spend time with leaders in, in pretty much any industry and in pretty much any function over time. Awesome. Well, I want to talk a little bit about the idea of being a long distance leader. We uh, earlier this, earlier today here in Seattle, we hosted a uh, CMO roundtable. So we got about twelve CMOs from B two B companies around the around the Puget Sound area and got together and just kind of shared what's working and what's not. And one of the conversations was working and leading remotely, and it wasn't around the sales side. I think sales is in particular, I think, a sticky wicket. But you know, the more and more companies are going remote. You know, they're they're forsaking having everybody in the office five days a week. They're letting people work remotely. And I think as an individual contributor, um, that can be fantastic. As a manager, that can be particularly challenging. So I was excited when I saw that this book was coming out. I'd love for you to, how did this topic come about for you? I imagine that you had a lot of clients struggling with this and sort of sort of dug in to figure out what was working. But talk about the impetus for this particular focus on the long distance leader and how that came about. Sure. So a couple things. First of all, um, uh, the co-author with me on the book is a gentleman whose business I bought several years ago. His name is Wayne Turmel, and he is one of the best in the world at creating effective communication at a distance. And so we merged the work that he'd done there with our work around leadership. Uh, The impetus behind the book really was twofold, Matt. One, uh, I'm doing this every day. I've got a team of folks spread out across the United States. I've got someone in Seattle today, although she lives in Phoenix most of the time. Uh, and I've got folks from Richmond, Virginia to Chicago, Illinois, to everywhere in between, and, and a few of them even here in Indianapolis where I live. So, so I'm living this, and our clients are living it, to your point. And I think the third and maybe the biggest impetus for the book is this, and that is that uh, people woke up one day and realized that half the desks were empty. And it wasn't because... Uh, the team had shrunk. It's because their team moved, right? They went home. They went on a client site. They went wherever, and they're not in the office. They're not in the office ever, or they're only in the office one day a week or whatever. And as challenging, Matt, as it is to lead human beings, it's even more so when they're not all in the same place, when we can't see them, when we can't build relationships with them in the same way, when we can't communicate with them in the same way, when we can't build trust with them in the same way, when we can't coach them in the same ways. Um, you know, this is, this is the reality that we live in now and that we're leading in. And so we wanted to really create a book that, that addressed that in a way that no one had quite done yet. Talking today on Sales Pipeline Radio with Kevin Eikenberry. He's the author of the book, The Long Distance Leader, uh, Strategies for Successfully Leading a Remote Team, which is a topic that, as you just discussed, is is prescient today. You've got people that you know are working geographically far distant from the parent office. You've got people that are working from home more often that can get up out of the office and go down to a coffee shop and be just as productive. Um, what are some of the keys to doing that well from a manager perspective? I think that's where people, I mean, like I said, the individual contributors love it. You know, is there... Are, are there tricks to make sure or just, you know, sort of strategies, maybe not tricks that, that help managers keep employees focused and motivated um, and aligned with what the company needs while still not having them physically in the office as much? 
Well, Matt, step one is buy the book, The Long Distance Leader, at longdistanceleaderbook.com. But, but in all seriousness, there's a bunch of things that we can do. And there's some, there's some very specific things that we can do uh, that people who are listening, whether they're live or listen to the podcast later, can do right now. And number one is that we can get far more intentional. So let me give you an example. So if I have people in the office, which I do today, right, and they come in and I see them, I say hello and we have a short conversation. It happens naturally. We don't have to think about it. I don't have to say, did I talk to Marissa today? She's right here. I said hello. We chatted for a few minutes. We had the chance to move from the, from the non-business to the business stuff. We took care of that. But I've got 12 other people, none of whom I've seen today. And am I going to have those conversations with them only if I'm intentional about it? Right. So yeah. what am I going to do to make sure that I'm connecting with people, that I'm checking in with people, not checking up, but checking in, right? That uh, how's it going, talking about the baseball game, if that's what your thing is, but really what's going on in the business? What do we need to do? How can I help? Those kinds of things. Those things will often naturally happen if we see them. They won't if they're not there. So that's just one example of we need to be more intentional. We also need to be much clearer about expectations. And Matt, I would say that in working with leaders for over 25 years, one of the consistent messages that I share is uh, that we don't set clear enough expectations with people. They don't know what those expectations are. And so frustration arises, productivity is reduced, conflict happens, et cetera, et cetera. So as important as expectations are, they're even more important at a distance. And here's why. Because not only now do we need to have clear expectations about what the work is and what the right outcomes are, but now we have to have expectations, mutually understood expectations about how we're going to do the work, right? How are we going to catch up? How are we going to touch base? How are we going to communicate? What tools are we going to use? Etc. So, uh, to sh the short answer to your question to start is: be, think about being more intentional, and think about being much clearer about and broader about your expectations. So, what I took out of that are two words: clarity and communication. Right, which can yep. can obviously be a problem for managing people when they sit ten feet away from you. Right, or you know there isn't necessarily you know fully clear uh, alignment around what's important. There isn't great communication. You get innuendos, and you get what did that what did that eyebrow raise really mean? And you can get all kinds of uh, challenges on that, but I think you know that clarity and communication has to lead to a level of trust that someone that you don't see on a regular basis is still getting the work done, that is still doing what it takes to achieve the objectives. H how much does having really clear expectations and having really clear common metrics really drive this, and how much of this is is really just making sure you've got the right kind of people that can work remotely? Well, we can talk about the second thing, but you you got to have the first two. So we'll have leaders sometimes say. Uh, well, Kevin, you know, I, I, if my people go work someplace else, how am I going to know if they're getting their work done? To which I would say, unless you're looking over their cubicle, how are you knowing if they're getting their work done anyway? You should have some mm -hmm. metrics, some dashboard, some way of knowing that. If you don't have that, then we got a lot more work to do than dealing with the remote piece of it, right? So that's absolutely true. Now, the second thing, your second point is a really interesting one. Are they the right people to work remotely? Which could get us into a whole conversation about how do you hire a remote team member, and we can certainly talk about that. You know, not everyone loves it, um, and you mentioned earlier a lot of people love it and thrive in it, and that's all that sort of thing, but there are downsides to being that remote employee, like I don't feel as connected to others. I don't feel like I have, uh, I'm really a part of a team. I don't get much of my boss's time. I'm not sure I'm going to be seen when it time, comes time for promotion and all those sorts of things. So 
if you're if you're in the situation of moving some folks from in the office to out, you really need to think about how are we going to prepare them and support them in that transition so they can be successful in a new world. And if you're hiring people to work remotely, I think you need to take that into account in how you do your hiring process. I'm happy to talk about that if you'd like. Yeah, we'll definitely get into that. we got to take a quick break here in a second. Make sure you check out KevinEikenberry.com. You will see links to buy his new book, The Long Distance Leader. You'll also see a ton of great content. Click on the blog uh, link. You will find just a ton of great information. You'll see episodes of Remarkable TV, which is Kevin's uh, uh, video content. You will get you can download his secrets to becoming a remarkable leader. Just a ton of great content about not just sales and leadership, but just how to, to, to be a better better learner as well. We'll be back in just a couple minutes with more with Kevin Eichenberry. Kevin Eikenberry, this is Matt Hines, and listening to Sales Pipeline Radio. In a world where the speed of innovation and change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger is the need for clarity, for a blueprint, for a guide to what's really working. And how about a way to apply it specifically today to increase sales pipeline growth, velocity, and most of all, conversion? That's what you'll find in the Modern Marketer's Field Guide. And, amazingly, you can download it for free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds, H-E-I-N-Z-M-A-R-K-E-T-I-N-G. It encompasses the entire sales and marketing cycle, but in quick bursts with lots of specific, actionable ideas, strategies, tactics you can put to work right away, like today. The loaded table of contents helps you narrow in and tackle a problem. And it's something you can come back to over and over again as a reference guide. Why not download your free copy of the Modern Marketer's Field Guide? It's free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds. H-E-I-N-Z, marketing.com. Okay, batter up. We'll get back to the conversation here with Matt. <laughs> thank you very guest. much, Paul. Uh, well, thank you very much for joining us on Sales Pipeline Radio. We uh, Next week, uh, Paul and the studio are going to be dark. Paul's taking a week off. He's going to be at the parade. He's going to be full red, white, and blue attire. He's, Absolutely. Uh, he's, he's running a couple fireworks shows. But we will still be here. <laughs> the pipeline never rests. In fact, as soon as we are done with this live episode with Kevin, I can bury today. We're actually recording next week's episode. We'll have Dave Gerhardt. He's the VP of Marketing at Drift. If you're, in B, if you're in B2B marketing, you have not heard about Drift, you got to check these guys out. They are creating an alternative to landing pages and uh, form fill-outs for marketers, creating uh, through chat and other engagements, uh, getting the prospects to talk to you. So we, the next week, join us for a recorded version of Sales Pipeline with Dave Gerhardt. Then we've got Amy Holtzman. She is the Vice President of Marketing for Splash, an event marketing technology company. We're going to be talking with Amy about GDPR. If you are in B2B and you don't know about GDPR, your company is at risk. And we'll talk about what that means in a couple weeks with Amy. But today, a little more with Kevin Eikenberry. He is the author of the book, The Long Distance Leader. Uh, some good content and good discussion today on how to manage and, and work with people remotely. And before the break, Kevin, we started to talk about attributes of remote employees. What are the things you recommend hiring managers look for in an employee that's going to be successful working remotely? Well, I think the first thing is you, you want to find out if, if, if that's really what they want to do and if they can be good at it. And, you know, so there are certainly things we can do in the interview to ask those kinds of questions. What has your experience been in doing that, et cetera? What are the challenges and all this sort of thing? But the big thing that I would say that you want to do in the interview process when you're hiring people remotely is make part of the interviewing process remote, even if the first person you're hiring 
lives down the street, right, and even if they're not, they're going to be in the office part of the time, uh, do some of the interviews on Skype or Zoom or whatever tools that you use. Uh, include some email communication in part of your process. Engage them with some of the other remote team members as a part of their interview process. The more that we can see their comfort and their ability in those areas, the better sense we're going to have about how successful they'll be. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And it, you know, if you're looking for someone that uh, is going to work remote, interviewing them remotely uh, as part of the process, just check out communication style. Certainly important. I think what we're seeing a lot with both our clients, and we've certainly seen in our business as well, is employees that start local and end up moving. And so you can, you know, if they're if they're important employees to you, and we've had some of those, and they move off somewhere else, and they go from being, you know, someone that sits next to you in the office to being remote. What are some of the keys to transitioning to that, both for the the individual? Contributor that may be working remote, as well as for um, the, the the manager who's now work, you know managing a remote employee. Yeah, a couple things. One is we ought to have a real conversation between me as the leader and that person about what the expectations are. We've already talked about that. We want to make sure that that person is going to have a workspace that will be conducive for them, and we ought to understand what that's going to be. Right? Are they going to have a separate office? Are they going to work from their kitchen table? I'm not saying that neither of those, or one is better necessarily than the other, but we as the leader ought to know what that looks like so that we can help them think through how they can be successful. One of the challenges that people have when they first move remote is that they lose the social interaction so, and they miss that. So we've got to help people work through that and think about how they're going to get that need met. Another one of the challenges is not that people get distracted, but rather that they never stop working. And so we want to help people think about how they maintain the balance that they need in their life, how we help them think through when they're going to tell their, the folks that they live with that they're going to turn, turn it off and they're going to uh, be, be a, a human and not just a, a, an employee. So I think the more that we can help people think it through ahead of time, the better off we'll be. There's logistical stuff about equipment and all those sorts of things and make sure that they can be successful in that regard. Make sure they've got a webcam and they're not afraid to use it and encourage them to talk to some of the other members of the team who are already remote that have been through that transition as well. Kevin, I want to take a little bit of a left turn on our conversation and talk about the content that you generate for your own business. I mean, it's uh, it, it goes without saying that you are a bit of a content machine across a variety of different channels and a variety of different formats. And the one piece that, I, that I've really been impressed with and want to talk a little about is Remarkable TV. Talk a little bit about what that is, you know, how you named it, and uh, how, how video has emerged as a, as a, as a large part of your, your own content strategy. Yeah, sure. Happy to do that, and uh, thank you for that. So, first of all, uh, one of my books is called Remarkable Leadership. You mentioned in the, in the subtitle of this book, it's uh, the long-distance long leader rules for remarkable remote leadership. So, remarkable is a word that we have branded around and people have come to know us as being about remarkable. My podcast is called the Remarkable Leadership Podcast. So, uh, it seemed to make sense that we would call it Remarkable TV. And I wanted to create, I wanted to get into the video world, and so we got started earlier than... You know, if I look back at the early episodes in terms of production quality, I sort of cringe, but I'm not, but I'm not, but I'm so glad we didn't wait. I think what a lot of people do is they wait till they figure out how they get it all figured out. Well, just start and mm -hmm. keep getting it better. And if you look at episodes that came out, you know, one, one new one each week on the blog, you'll find it there or you can find it on YouTube. Uh, you'll see that the production quality now is pretty darn good. Uh, and it's gotten a lot better over time because we kept doing it. And so um, we use it as another medium 
for people to engage with us and with me. We find, Matt, that it's a way uh, I work pretty hard to, in all of my writing, to inject my personality and that sort of thing into it, into a, as a as a strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we find that video. I'm pretty comfortable on video. I've gotten good feedback about that, and we find that that's a way to further inject that, as well as just simply being another way for people to engage us. Right? I'm not a reader. I like to watch. Whatever it puts us in different channels. It does all those different things. I want to talk uh, you know, a little bit about people's reticence sometimes to do video. Um, I mean, I have I've have a print journalism background. I like the written word. Um, I was convinced slash coerced into starting this podcast about two and a half years ago and have thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, but, you know, I, I com- combined, you know, I, I believe I have a face for radio. I'm not comfortable, you know, with something that <laughs> has that much. I, there's, I think there's a lot of reasons why people either they don't, they feel like they want to be more formal. They want to get all their act together, like you said. For someone that is reticent, to give it a shot, you know, what can you tell them having sort of been over that hump and now seen a lot of the benefits from it? Just just try it, right? You don't have to, and first of all, when you first try it, not everyone, not the whole world is going to see it anyway. So try it. Uh, if you really are that concerned about it, record a couple things and share it with some people, that maybe some of your clients, maybe some of your colleagues, uh, and, and get some feedback and use that as a starting point, right? Yeah. If, you've, if, if you've generated content in writing a blog, for example, you know that it took you a while to find your voice. And the same will be true, and I'm sure that you found in doing this podcast, Matt, just like I did, and we're about the same length of time in, about two and a half, two, two and a half years, that it took a while to find your voice, and you got better at it. It's the, that's the natural progression of things. And so if you're really reticent with the video, because of the whole, you know, I've got a face to radio kind of thing or whatever, <laughs> just shoot some and get some feedback. Get some yeah. feedback on the video quality and all that stuff, but get some feedback on you. And maybe you're wanting to be more straight-laced or professional. If that's, I mean, I would like to think that I'm professional, even though, you know, I'm going to use strange props and all that sort of thing. Um, you know, find work on finding your voice. And at some point, just... Put it out there, and and, and try it. You're going to have yeah. to try it. You never, nothing is ever perfect when you start. So just start would be yeah. my advice. I love it. Well, we're wrapping up here. We got a couple more minutes with Kevin Eikenberry. He is the chief potential officer for the Kevin Eikenberry Group. Definitely check out his book. Go to kevineikenberry.com. You'll find a link to his new book, The Long Distance Reader. And Kevin, before we let you go, first of all, really appreciate you taking the time to do this with us today. And uh, want to just, you know, the question we ask a lot of the leaders that come onto our show: Who are the people that have inspired you? Who are the authors or speakers or mentors? They can be dead or alive that have really helped shape who you are today. That you might recommend other people check out as well. Well, it's a long list. I got asked that question just yesterday, as it turns out. Someone asked a slightly different question. Who should I be reading as a new leader? And uh, I said, anything by Tom Peters, anything by, by Peter Drucker. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big uh, fan. One of, my, one of my mentors who I've never met, of course, is Abraham Lincoln. I think the things that we can learn from Lincoln in terms of being a principled leader, in terms of uh, persistence, in terms of strong belief are, are incredible. So I think being a student of great leaders, whomever you choose, is, wor- is, a, is worth doing. Uh, I would always recommend uh, the Leadership Challenge by my friend Jim Kuzis and, and Barry Posner. And, and, you know, there's, there's a tremendous amount of great content, whether it's in a book, whether it's in a blog, whether it's in a video, whether it's in a podcast. And, uh, you know, the best leaders are readers. 
So find find someone that you can resonate with and read them and find someone that challenges you and read them. Love it. That's a great answer. Well, thanks again so much, Kevin Eikenberry, KevinEikenberry.com, uh, Kevin Eikenberry Group. You can check him out. Find his book, The Long Distance Leader, his blog post from a couple of days ago, The Power of Thank You, which was also an episode of Remarkable TV. Check that out as well. Join us next week. We will be, well, we won't be live, Paul. We will be, but we will be here, 1130 Eastern, 1130 Pacific, 230 Eastern on Sales Pipeline Radio. We will have Dave Gerhardt. He's the Vice President of Marketing for Drift. We'll be talking about how to better engage your prospects in an age when the landing page and the form fill may be uh, on its last leg. But uh, thanks very much again today for joining us. Uh, for my great producer, Paul, this is Matt Hines. You've been listening to another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. You've been listening to Sales Pipeline Radio, brought to you by the good folks at Matt Hines Marketing, part of the ever-grown list of shows on the Funnel Radio Network. 